Welcome to I'm From the Internet, a podcast about somethingawful.com, the goons, and their consequences. I'm Winslow Dumaine, a comedian and illustrator out of Chicago, and I'm sitting here with internet historian Jay Branstetter. It's not about no, not knowing how to cook. It's about I'm a very picky eater and have literally <laughs> lived on pizza, hamburgers, hot wings, and chips my entire life. I'm sure you think I'm exaggerating that the people who know me would attest to this statement. I'm also six foot three, 200 pounds. So go ahead and call me a fat ass because that isn't true either. So he is, he doesn't know how to, not only doesn't know how to cook, he is a, a picky eater. The idea of being a grown man and referring to yourself as a picky eater is like so staggeringly depressing. I don't like it's it's uh, it's when you meet somebody who only listens to one genre of music. You're like, all right, you know what? Hey, my life is not worse for knowing that about you. However, you're a bummer. <laughs> like you're such a fucking bummer, dude. Yeah, and like I have I have my full sympathies for people who like due to autism or whatever have texture issues with food. Like I totally get how hard that can be. And when I was younger, I kind of went through something similar. But in general, if you're just like a, like just like a, a perfectly functional adult and you're just like I'm a picky eater, yeah, it is. It is just. I get it, but especially for something like this where, you know, he's going to be on the road. He, he's Sometimes he's going to be defending on the kindness of strangers. I really love the image of him just, like, huddled up on the side of, like, a campsite and someone brings up a bowl and he's like, does it have onions in it? I don't like onions. Yeah, I don't like grilled just, onions. Yeah, pick them off, weirdo. <laughs> so just not cooking. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, yeah, he's just planning on bringing a bunch of dried food, like raisins and trail mix and peanuts. And there's a bit here where he had like he's talking he had a spot on his hometown radio promoting it. So even during this time, he's still getting like media attention about this trip. It isn't just a weird thing on this forum. Yeah, because there is like more complicated ways of you know he's he's just it's it's a different way of killing yourself by just radical self endangerment, I guess. Yeah, and there is another fun one here where, where people are pointing out, you know, you're interested in contributing to a cause you believe in. Could you go into more detail about that? You mentioned health awareness. Is there a specific message about mental health that you want to communicate? And below that, he's he's just talks about, I've sent messages to many health organizations, but there is only one I'm truly interested in working with and supporting. That is Project 375. It is the organization that Brandon Marshall, football player, was a part of. He talks about how they do organize, organizing where he is. And I've emailed them in a form to join as volunteer, and I'm going to be giving them a call tomorrow. A lot of the mental health organizations are bland and, to be frank, rather boring. Three, Project 375 pops and looks lively and fun. So his whole thing about, like, you know, mental health is just so boring and not fun. I do also like that, like, he has up at the top here, I don't want to sell shoes, put doors on cars, move freight around the world, or sort through donations. I want to do something with my life that has a direct impact on people. I don't know. I like that my car has a door. I like yeah, that I have I shoes. Do. All of those things that you described are things that have direct impacts on people. The thing that he's choosing to do is the abstract, is the fluffy thing of just like, I'm just going to tell people about a concept of which they are all already familiar. And uh, here's another one where people po rightfully point out, you know, carrying a fake gun is illegal. You know, you have to have like the stuff on it. You're going to get in trouble with law enforcement. And if you want to read his his uh, his little reply about how he has law enforcement thoughts, it's very good. I reside in Arizona. I have no worries about the police harassing me. I'll be on a designated hiking trail up until at least St. Louis. I have yet to determine if I'll branch off and head down to Florida keep following the trail to the east coast my shirts and car all represent my story and i highly doubt a cop will see my gear and think i'm a vagrant 
Not to mention, I can always show them my Facebook. Buddy, <laughs> um, look, I'm not saying that the cops are less likely to harass you if you're white and, you know, upper middle class, middle class, good looking, all of that. Like, yeah, cops are going to fuck with, statistically, they do fuck with all of us. However, this is your, your, your armor against police fucking with you. Because all it really takes is one person somewhere to go like, hey, there's a weirdo. And then they'll just send a cruiser out to you. <laughs> like, especially if you're walking along the highway in Texas. Like, they're not. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not going to work. They're, the cops are bored out there. It's like 500 miles between them and like the next fucking sitgo. Yeah, if there's one thing we've learned from the past few years, it's that cops fucking love being mean to homeless people. Like, they just yeah. love tearing down those little tent cities and stuff. So, even if you are a white person and, you and know, he you're, is homeless, his lease yeah, is up. He has no home. He is homeless. The history is literally a, a homeless vagrant. And again, showing his naivety here. So just another reason to be really worried about this guy, this guy, how this guy is going to be doing. And yeah, someone rightfully points out that in Texas, you could use deadly force to defend, to protect property and cattle are property because people are talking about. Uh, you know, like stealth camping on land in Texas and getting the cops called on them or being threatened with guns. Right. Yeah. I mean, they will pull a gun on you for literally no fucking reason. And he has given them a handful of fucking reasons. Like he's given them so many different reasons to to treat him with aggression. Yeah. Like, like what do you think when you pull out the fake gun, they're going to go, oh, it's a fake gun. We don't have to draw on him. We know he's cool. Oh, yeah. That's clearly fake. People, I mean, get, people get shot for having wallets. Like when you think a fake gun, they're not going to shoot you. I will say that like so far the goons are handling this with slightly more aplomb than the average police officer. But that doesn't take a whole lot. Yeah. And people are giving them very good advice about things like just more better stuff about actually partnering with charities People are giving him a lot of actual good guidance. That's why I'm kind of scrolling through these because they are a little repetitive. But, right. but it's just kind of people sharing their own experiences about the difficulty of walking. And uh, Palpec, who was a former moderator, brings up a very – they just kind of cut through the bullshit and very directly ask an absolutely serious, important question, OP. Are you doing this to die? Like, is your mental illness actually affecting you here to the point where you're thinking, at worst, I'll just die, whatever, instead of planning this thing better? There's absolutely no reason for you to have chosen the shitty, punishing route that will bring you nothing but death risk and hatred for the road, not preparing yourself physically by doing hikes longer than one day and throwing your regular life away just because. Is this all actually your way of killing yourself? Again, I'm absolutely serious because there's a strong undercurrent of self-hatred and nihilism in your decisions and purposeful ignorance. Like... Yeah, and like just they're, they're not showing a lot of self-preservation here in a way that is very worrying. Poster Cal- Calveron says, it's kind of weird reading a guy's plan to commit suicide. Right, before it's happened, right? It. Yeah, and at this point, Muerte went back and blanked his posts and took down his video, and he stopped posting in the thread, but he continued to post on Facebook. And he tried to lock the thread so Goods wouldn't talk about it, but after he left, Ahmad reopened it. So people start cross-posting stuff from his Facebook account, where he is still posting, and they talk about, they they keep track of his progress from there. So this is the beginning of May is when he stops posting on something awful. And meanwhile, on Facebook, his post here, it's a picture of his pack with a thing of chicken fries. He's like, anyone have a contract at Burger King headquarters? I need them to sponsor my trip with an unlimited supply of chicken fries. Like, he's being very light and silly after all these people are telling him, you are going to die. There's a very specific kind of, I guess this embarrassment, cringe, whatever you want to call it, that I get when I'm seeing people with 
without big follows talking to, you know, their three or four supporters as if they are like a major brand account talking to like all of their fans. And so it's just like you see these big open posts with no comments and no no replies. And it's just like when you read through a few of them, it just feels like a madman talking to no one. You know, yeah, that really adds to it. If you look at his actual fundraiser, there are a good number of supplies there from people that he like knows IRL, like his parents, people he's worked for, like his local parents. friends. But, but yeah, his parents literally donate and give and like give encourage him on the on the page. But online, he didn't really have a presence, and it really comes across to these posts. It really he really does feel seem kind of delusional about how how much attention he's getting from this. And then so here on May fourteenth, you know, only two days left until I leave. I'm so excited. I'm numb. I'm looking out the patio at Mount Diablo. <laughs> I'm so excited I'm numb. Go ahead. Sorry, that's just very funny. It is. I'm looking out the patio at Mount Diablo, one of the first mountains I'll summit along my trip. And so he's like, I'm going to start my trip climbing a mountain. And it's also the same picture. Oh, that's okay. So that is from his fundraiser. So yeah, and he's also, please consider donating to my trip. So he's still hustling for donations, even after he's gotten everything and is starting the walk. And yeah, his his, his fundraiser is called Walking Like Crazy. That's what his whole plan was, including the book he's going to write about this. To, to raise awareness about mental health using a title that anyone in the mental health field would probably feel very offended about using. And also, this is around the time when he changes the privacy of his Facebook group from public to closed because he gets, you know, he's annoyed by people telling him his plan's terrible. And so, and rightfully points out, now that this is private, how does that affect the status of awareness for mental health? <laughs> uh. Yeah, like, again, so like, if he, this guy can't handle getting roasted online for his plan, that really does not speak well to his ability to persevere out in the wild. Also, if you can't handle being roasted online, I mean, don't go to something awful. Like, we just started this podcast, and, like, episode one, people were already call- like saying that we are, like, fucking incompetent and shit like that, so... Yeah, man, I hate bees. I want to go see what's going on in this hive, you know, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and especially don't try and become internet famous if you can't handle that, because the, God, that's just part and real. parcel with it. Yeah, as someone who recently went viral on Twitter, it's you, you don't have to do anything to get people to just say psychotic things to you, you know. And there's a big post here that I cut out and post because this is what I was talking about earlier. Where This is from a poster named Contour with a K. And they give this very big, very helpful post. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long, but I do want to kind of just skim over it here. Where it's, you know, he says here, I hike for a living as a guide. I spend 250 plus nights a year in the bush, and I've been doing it for over five years now. And they just sort of go in and tear down, like they have no idea about the geography or the climate, how they don't have, how they're unprepared they are. One thing that they mention is when they talk about him carrying the 26 liter container with him, they, were, they talk about how much water you use. They talk about one time when they were going out hiking on the mountains and they were going through 16 liters a day and they were in, in 18 hours without peeing once they were drinking oh, yeah. You're just that much water out. yeah so that yeah that 26 liter container would not last them a, it's a day and a half's worth of water when you're going through a very hot part so his idea of having that last him for days is not going to work when they they look at the gear they point out yeah he hasn't actually opened or tested out any of this like i mean like the fact that he's doing all of this with a fucking jansport is very funny to me yeah that's what i think yeah your pack is a jansport jansport makes gear for the camp once or twice a year market 
like I said, this is like stuff you get at Walmart. Like, there's no shame in that. Like, when, the times I've gone copying, that's right. Because I'm not, I'm not rough at it. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm bringing my laptop and getting a place with a power plug. I'm gonna have, I'm enjoying myself. I'm not really taking a hard time. Yeah. But to to try and rely on this stuff for this type of hardcore stuff is, yeah, that's just a very good point. And even to recommend brands like like a Osprey or Black Diamond. You have a big Agnes tent. He points out, can you set it up in the dark, in the wind, in the rain, in all three at once? Do you have a repair kit? Have you seam sealed it? Like, this is all very evocative at pointing out the actual problems that you have in these situations, which is why I wanted to bring it up. It's just really good posting. I think there was a guy on Reddit and his whole thing was like, I'm going to climb Everest. Because there was an article going around that, like, uh, rich people just pay $50,000 and, like, basically anybody can climb Everest so long as they have Sherpas that will help them do it. Like, anybody can do it. And that article, turns out, was pretty wildly exaggerated, right? But there was, you know, the way that it gets into the consciousness uh, is is pretty inextricable, right? And so there was a guy, I'm pretty sure he was on Reddit, where he's just like, all right, I'm going to climb Everest. I have $50,000. I'm just going to go buy the boots and do everything. And people are like, no, 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 no. Like experienced climbers turn back or die at this unbelievably hostile mountain. You have to be a good mountain climber. You have to be a good everything. And you just have these dudes who just don't know dick about their fucking environment. And they just think that they can just walk out and fucking do it. Yeah, we've all gone on long walks. Like we've all gone on a constitutional after a fucking meal. But a a hike is not just 10 of those. And walking across America is not just 300 of those. Like the, it it changes as you go up in these exponential ways. And it's, you know, it, it, what is it? It's the Dunning Kruger thing where he's just like, it couldn't possibly be that hard because I'm already really smart and I already feel like I understand it. Yeah. If you are, if you listener are unfamiliar with the Dunning Kruger effect, just look it up because it's something we're probably going to reference a lot. Basically it's, it's, it's the psychological term for like when a person is too ignorant about something to realize that they're ignorant about it. Like a person, who's very bad at playing a musical instrument but thinks they're good or something. Right. And it's something that comes up a lot in this brand of sort of online history slash atrocity tourism is people being not being aware of how fucked they are when they do stuff like this. Right. And um, the other thing is nothing gets me more frightened than an unopened first aid kit. Open it, pull everything out, put it back in and make sure you know where everything is. Add things to it. I have never found a stock first aid kit that has everything I want to carry in it. Are you first aid qualified? It's so true because like, I mean, I took, I've taken multiple first aid courses. One back when I was working, uh, doing stuff with Red Cross. And then I did, I tried to get, I got first aid certified when I was doing the Black Lives Matter stuff. And like, you know, you'll, you'll see dudes, you, you, I saw some stuff out in Russia or the, the war in Ukraine and everything, um, where the dudes will have their tourniquets zip tied to their armor. Tourniquets, the thing that you need in five seconds or less. And it's fucking zip tied. Truly, movies have poisoned the fucking minds of these young men in th- terms of thinking that, like, they can handle, you know, uh, I got shot multiple times, but don't worry, it was just in my shoulder. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yeah, like, don't worry, I'll, I'll stick a tampon in it. I read online that that fixes oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's kind of that the whole internet DIY thing where as someone who loves building things and loves making stuff, it is a very fun and fulfilling thing, but it is also very easy to kind of overestimate and get in the mindset of just being able to do everything yourself. But really, it's it's better not to. Right. 
and another great quote from them is when they're talking about their sleeping bag, they ask, do you have a liner for your bag? It will stop it smelling quite so bad after a few weeks. Like, yeah, the idea of like when you're sleeping in the same sleeping bag for weeks at a time, that thing's going to get pretty rank. Absolutely. Just all these wonderful images that they paint. And there's kind of going down item by item why all the stuff that they have in their picture is wrong or unnecessary. And one thing I pointed out was like the poncho, anytime you start to sweat, it will gather on the inside as condensation and make you wet anyway. Which is a very good point about being prepared for the rain. Just another great picture of him in the rain being soaking because he's sweating so much inside of his poncho. And he kind of concludes here, you know, I deal with people who make wrong gear choices every day, but they're also paying me to make sure that they don't die. I've also had to rescue and help idiots like yourself when they've jumped into places and situations that they aren't prepared for. And a big one kind of at the end here is morale is also something you're going to struggle with. Hiking is one of those things that sounds easy and fun in your mind, but rapidly changes once you start out. Have you ever been so incapacitated by Giardia that you start to shit in your tent because you couldn't physically move? Have you ever been so tired hiking that in between steps you actually fall asleep for a second? Have you ever sat in a tent with the wind and the rain howling outside, stuck by yourself miles away from the nearest human being, set up your stove to eat something warm and found out that you hadn't screwed on the lid properly, so now you have no fuel for the next five days? Have you ever laid in the fetal position in a sleeping bag, tears in your eyes wishing you were anywhere but here? I've done all those things, and while I've come out of the other side glad I gained the experience, they were never transcendent events that changed who I was or any bullshit like that. They were just shitty, awful situations. And that's 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 just a perfect encapsulation of, of, of like, from someone who knows it. And again, like this is one of the things that makes something awful so special, that uh, someone like this who is so experienced in this specific field will come along and give a very impassioned and heartfelt plea to this person to try and save their life. That whole quote just sounds like he's about to end it by saying, all of these moments lost to time, like tears in the rain. <laughs> time, time to, to hike. hike. And like another person talks about driving from uh, driving in Nevada's without an air conditioner, and even with the windows open at 80 miles an hour, they had to stop at every gas station for water because they were so dehydrated. Oh yeah, my Just first driving was so it was that bad. My first and second comedy tour were in the summer, and my car doesn't have air con- air conditioning, and just like you know, full all the windows open, full air coming in the car, and I'm still just like choking sweat and cooked, dude. My skin is just I like I came home a totally different ethnicity, man. I was very, very, very burnt from just sitting there. Like even now when I'm fucking working out in my little booty shorts, like there's a strong stripe between where I wore shorts for all summer and now, you know? And uh, also people are pointing out that on his Facebook group, he's taking down um, any criticism of him and just leaving up the positive posts, which, you know, understandable, but at the same time, it really does kind of show how he's really, he's just really trying to act like everything's fine. If it wasn't so clear that he's trying to kill himself, this would seem like a pretty good grift. But he doesn't seem like a grifter because he's not he's not super self-aggrandizing. I, I mean, maybe there are like nihilistic doomer grifters, but this almost seems like it would be a great way to like collect donations and donations and then just vanish. But yeah, I just it's it's he's just trying to kill himself. 
Yeah, it, it really seems like someone who doesn't really value money the way that somebody who has like experienced hardship does. Like the way he talks about his his current life, everything. It feels like he's someone who like just went from suburban home to college to well paying job, right? And never really, you know. It seems like that pro- he, he's one of those people who was lucky enough to get in the door before the Great Recession or something. But he really does feel like someone who doesn't really even need the money. So that he doesn't feel like he's grifting for this. It's just like the money is a part of his big fame that he can point the money he raised and be like, look, look how much money I raised. That's how important this is. And one other point people bring up is that he talks about how he's on medication for his mental illness. And someone brings up that they're like, you know, have you considered bringing, you know, three months of medication with you for this walk? And also how... When you're out in the heat, a lot of these medications, they don't, they're upper heat level. It's like if they go over 100 mm-hmm. something degrees, they are rendered less effective. So, you know, going cold turkey on antidepressants in the middle of the desert in Arizona sounds like hell. Like that sounds like a horrible experience. I went off venlafaxine, which is a Fexer, in like 2016, and it was a fucking nightmare, dude. Like, it, they're those little, uh, they're the capsules. They're not like a, a powder pill. And so you open it up, and it's just hundreds of those little beads, right? And so in order to, like, properly go off of venlafaxine, you have to, every day, you open the capsule up, and there's, like, hundreds of beads, and you remove one bead, and then you remove two beads, and you oh, move wow. three and four. And, like, at around, like, four beads missing out of, again, hundreds the physical response is like you would stand up and your vision would go dark because your body was just like, what's going on? I would have these like, they call them brain buzzes at the back of your neck where like it feels like there's a a cell phone vibrating at the socket of your spine and you'll just start pouring sweat. It's like constant vertigo going cold Turkey for some of the stuff can just straight up fucking kill you. And it also just make you, uh, especially when you're already taxed because you're already uh, walking this enormous, insane suicide death march, it's going to make you more unstable and make you a little fucking crazier. You know? They got me on some medication My point of balance was a Thankfully, though he stopped posting in the thread, eventually some of this advice must have gotten to him because he announced that he was changing his route to the American Discovery Trail, which is a route uh, has a much milder climate. It goes through like Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and it ends in Washington, D.C., so this and it's also an established hiking route. So there are stops every couple of days and there's also going to be other hikers on the route that to, you know, to provide aid if you need it and also maybe provide company. So at least he at least that got to him. That's probably why he survived. I'll give it that. This is still not encouraging. So there's all that. And he's getting ready to depart. Here's some of his Facebook photos. He, he, he bought paper maps for California, the, the southeast United States, Utah and Kansas and is like. Lots of highlighting tonight. Sorry, Nevada, you weren't important enough to have your own map made. <laughs> so for an entire <laughs> state, he's like, I'll just wing it. I'll just move in the direction of the next state. I guess, I mean, when you're working with this scale of things, you are kind of moving in, in pretty grand gestures, right? Yeah, I will give him credit for getting paper maps instead of just expecting to rely on his smartphone. Like, that's, that's better than I expected. I mean, but paper maps, like, get the fucking the plastic foldable kind. That too, yeah, like if it raids on him, oh boy. 
And the next picture is his first day of the hike. He uh, he stopped at a Waffle House. <laughs> he had hash browns and eggs. All right, hundred miles to go to reach San Francisco. So I mean, no shame. I love breakfast food, but that is a very funny way to start your like you epic know what roughing it track. I'm just gonna be honest, man. Like this, uh, a broken clock because this is great. You know, I would eat this. That looks like a fabulous fucking meal. I haven't eaten today. It is four thirty. That looks like a great meal. Pile of eggs, some sausage. He did get sausage and bacon, uh, two pieces of toast, huge heap of hash browns. He's got his, his fast carbs. He's got his proteins. He's got nice another kind of carbs. Loading. Very good. Yeah, man. Yeah. And with the, the little uh, the little pitcher of uh, syrup on the table, maybe that was for, for his coffee, but if that's for syrup, that means that maybe he had a third carb. And, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. You have to start with a celebration mindset. You know, you, you have to shoot when you're shooting a gun. You have to, like, shoot with your body, not with your hand. So he's starting on his walk. This is all on the first day. There's a picture of him day one walking with his with his pack and his, his little stroller. He's pushing it in front of him. That's another thing I couldn't tell at first when for the picture is whether you pushed it or pulled it. So, oh, yeah, it is a little it's it's like he has a, a child. I mean, I guess now that that's put in the juxtaposition, his alternate strategy for this would just be to get someone pregnant so that he could have something to live for. But <laughs> you're right. Yeah. At least he didn't try to, to think bringing a kid would fix everything. Uh, yeah, this is a very funny one. Just him being a, a, some kind of slug. And it's a picture of a banana slug, which are apparently very common in California. So the fact that he was surprised by one is very funny. Yeah, I, they, they are uh, distinct. And I don't know what it's doing in the dry grass there. But I, I have a feeling that he just put that there. But it does also look like I'm looking at a... Maybe like a, a goblin's tongue or just like a very smooth uh, human shit. I like that I said that as if I know what goblin tongues look like. Whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if anyone has a collection of him, it would be you. I'm sure. His co- and so we get the announcement. After six miles, his cart has broken. So he made it <laughs> six miles before that, that, that cart everyone told him was too shitty to last broke. Six miles. Oh, God. Yeah, because yeah, it's just fucking plastic, man. That's for bitch- sidewalks. Yeah, this is intended to, like, push a child or a dog on a sidewalk. And this plastic bolt just broke. But also, it doesn't look unrepairable. Like, it looks like if he had some wire or duct tape or something, he could at least get it back into working condition to get to, like, a stopping point or something. Yeah, to do something. It's it's just so funny that, like, rarely does life offer you these true I told you so fucking moments, right? (sighs) All right, you want me to read this one? Yeah. I departed the Point Reyes Hostel around 12.15. Soon thereafter, I reached the amazing coast, and I followed that for some time. Some of the trails are uneven, and it's making it difficult with the cart. The front wheel cracked while ascending a difficult hill, and it has made the last five miles extremely difficult. Surely you have room for a fucking thesaurus. I above 1.5 miles from the camp at Glen, where I plan to ditch my cart. It feels as though the cart has slowed me greatly. I feel as though I'll be able to cover more ground without it. <laughs> like I'm tell you. <laughs> I, I don't need all this water. This water's going to hold me back. Yeah, God. There, there's a through line between dudes like this and like Elon Musk fanboys where it's like, no, what Elon Musk did is he bought Twitter and realized it couldn't be saved. So he's doing the right thing and letting the website die. And it's like, oh, man, I wish I believed even a quarter 
of what you believe in him that I, I wish I believed in myself like that. Let's see. Um, already had much interest in what I'm doing. The landscape is wonderful, and I'm in great spirits. I'm going to have dinner and call it a night. Although it is only 5.48, I'm exhausted from pushing a cart with a broken wheel. Total miles today. Drum roll fucking please. Ten. <laughs> so I can't say too much about this without giving things away. I know someone who is very much this kind of thing where like absolutely nothing you say to them will ever get through to them. They are always fucking shooting threes. They think they are the funniest goddamn thing on the planet. They will have like enormous catastrophic life failures and setbacks where they are like physically removed from buildings because of how poorly they do on stage and like like legit banned from venues because of how psychotic they are. And the thing is, is that they also have a lot of people in their lives that are fucking cheering for them because they don't see they, they only ever see the self-reported stuff. This is the Instagram reality, right, where you're on the Internet uh, constantly and like. I, just like everyone, I try to only show my fucking highlight reel. If I'm having a really hard time, maybe I'll share it then. But I try to handle that on my own. But there's a lot of people who, like, will only ever tell people that they are always shooting threes because they fucking cannot conceive that they wouldn't be, right? And so there's these people that will create a lot of uh, a lot of attention around themselves and they will get a lot of people who are like, that sounds like a great idea. If you were to tell me somewhere that there was somebody that was going to walk across the United States as like a mental health awareness thing, I'd, I wouldn't immediately shoot it down if that's all I knew about it. But the, the people that he's meeting on this tour or on this trip, they don't know. They only see him for a moment. They don't see that he has a broken cart and, you know, he's he's brought a whole bunch of extra shit that he doesn't need and that he has no idea what he's doing. So all of this really adds up for me. Yeah, these journal entries. I'm so glad he took these and posted these just again. So here is the picture of him with his his cart. What he wound up doing is just abandoning it because he couldn't push it anymore. So, uh, you know, if you're, speaking of hikers, you know, that's like the big no, no is you don't litter, you know, leave only right. footprints, take only photos. So him leaving this giant cart just in the middle of the wilderness is that some ranger or someone's going to have to deal with that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He just left it all there. Of course, it's just all covered in REI stickers. And here he is. So his next day, the 17th. 5, 17, 15. So this is before Trump. This guy's doing this in Obama's America, which just shows what the liberals are going to do to us all. I woke up today knowing the cart was no longer a viable option. I tried to reach a road where I could perhaps signal a ranger to pick it up, but the cart became immovable. I saved as much as I could, but I will need to lighten my load again tomorrow. I was able to hike through some amazing, with two Zs, as if like he's like brazzers, like amazing, <laughs> woods and prairie. Prairie also misspelled, but you know what? Not a lot of people expect that rogue eye in the middle of the word prairie. I keep hearing the sounds of footsteps as I walk along me, although I've seen no one for miles. In a way... I like it as, as if I feel like I am walking along someone else. Total miles today, 15.5. So he's doing better without the cart. That's a thing. He made a over a 50% increase in terms of his, his efficacy on this, this journey so far. All of this, I want to be reshot in the exact style of the movie The Road. 
Because <laughs> if he just got a shopping cart and had like wrapped himself in trash bags and had Vigo Mortensen, yeah, just yeah. cast Vigo Mortensen as this guy. They they kind of have the same build. Yeah, he does have a very like terse Cormac McCarthy style to his prose when he writes. It's yeah, funny. it's it's very much just a self reporting of events for sure. Or I can imagine like like a like a soldier in the Civil War, <laughs> dearest <home>. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to signal a ranger to pick up the rest of my torn Jan sport, but yeah. <laughs> and I also also when he says total miles today, I think he's saying the total miles he's traveled altogether. So if he went from ten oh. to fifteen point five because of the cart being broken, he only he only went like half as far that day. Oh God! If, I mean, that's well, I guess we'll find out soon. Because if it, yeah. it or it's just exponential, and he just keeps kicking more and more ass, and we're all fools. <laughs> King yeah. of walking over here with his fucking he's orthopedic. Break, he's shoes. breaking the sound, the, the speed of light in like a month. Yeah. Another one of his posts from Facebook that was cross posted. See. Quite exhausted. I'm somewhere on the Bolinas, Bolinas, whatever, ridge trail, and it's been nothing but uphill. The topography map shows it should be a level elevation, but it is not. I just stopped to chat with some bikers, and they informed me it's nothing but uphill for some time. My left knee is aching quite a bit. And I'm trying to rest when I need it, and I'm staying positive. It's about 45 degrees up here, which is gr- feels great while hiking. Still in good spirits, even with the struggles. I mean, if if it was his goal to get this far, turn back and go home, great! You went on a big, crazy hike! But the fact that, like, this only ends in tears, you know? This only... But I guess it doesn't, because this is, you know, he's the kind of guy who just refuses to ever accept that he had done something stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, instead of realizing that he was misreading his maps, he's like, oh, the maps say this place should be flat. Like, this is very, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Yellow Brick Road, it's one of those great horror movies that's like, part of it is like they go out into the woods and they take, like, all these topographical readings of the area. And in and as they're doing it, they look back and they realize that all their readings were wrong because the land itself is, like, shifting and moving around them. It's a, it, The movie, the idea for the movie is... So fucking cool. Like, I love the idea. It's very, like, abstract and weird. And then the actual execution of the movie is not great. Yeah, and also, like, at the beginning, of, at the end of his previous journal entry, when it sounds like he's hallucinating, when he's like, I keep hearing footsteps when I'm yeah, walking, absolutely. there's no one else here. That or, like, a horror movie. Like, like Huerte as a horror movie protagonist is a very fun thought, because he seems like he's someone where, like, He's just flawed enough. You wouldn't feel too bad about bad things happening to him. But at the same time, you're rooting for him because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, God, he doesn't know what he's getting into. Oh, yeah. He's 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 completely in over his head. And here's another one of his little pictures. He posts of a, a picture of like a state park sign. And again, this is on the 18th. So on the third day, I burst into tears when I reached the ranger station. It was a very long uphill hike through blinding fog. So he's already at the point where he's like <sighs> bursting into tears from how hard this is. You know, the mind is a fucking incredible thing <laughs> because he got all the way. I mean, you know what? I, I know a little bit more about how the story goes. So I'm just going to I'm just going to let this one go. And we're just going to keep going because it's getting good. Yeah. So we're on May 18th, the third day. You know, I would literally kill someone for IHOP or Waffle House right now. Yeah, you're literally killing yourself to not have IHOP or Waffle House. So <laughs> seven people liked this. Yeah, here's, a, here's another update from him. Okay. On the May 19th, the next this day. Is, this is my favorite part of the story. No hiking today. Going to take a rest day. Just walking the 100 feet to the bathroom is grueling. Going to rest up and eat a lot. The last three days, I've only eaten a handful of raisins 
raisins spelled with an e. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah, this is where he takes his rest day and just plans to eat a lot. We never even went over. Does he have MREs or anything in his pack? I, as I didn't see any food. No, his his plan was he doesn't like cooking, so he's just bringing a bunch of gorp, like like just trail mix with him. Oh, and the God. thing is, they're, we're going to talk about some of yeah, but his thing was he just like when you exert yourself this much, your body one of the ways that it copes is it shuts down unnecessary tasks, and it you know digestion is one of those because if you're working this hard and not stopping to eat, you don't need to focus on that. So you don't feel hungry when you've done this, but you know a part of the training for this is recognizing that and forcing yourself to eat some calorie-dense food, even oh, yeah. if your body doesn't really want to. So he was just like, well, I don't feel hungry. Things must be fine. So he was eating nothing for three days aside from like a handful of raisins, and all of a sudden his body just just collapsed from malnutrition, from not being fed. Look, I do that same thing. I just said I haven't eaten and it's four fucking 30, but that's because I'm goth, stupid, and I have had disordered eating since I was in high school. Like, and I'm also not hiking across the country. I'm not proud that I have these things that I do to myself, but God, man, bring a protein bar. Kirkland has great protein bars. Get a fucking Costco card, man. Yeah, or like some beef jerky or something. Like, everyone yeah. likes beef jerky. Uh, and he's like, and then like one of his updates is, I feel like if I eat, I'm going to puke. Yeah, man, I bet. Yeah, and okay. this is a little side thing here. I'm not going to read all of it, but someone posts a comparison of what a person who hikes the trail that Muerte is hiking eats, and his diet is is insane. Like, he eats all day. Cliff bars, Snickers, Twix, Cheerios. When he oh, has yeah. a... When he has a zero day, which is like hiker lingo for a day where you don't make any progress, you just rest. They talk about eating all the most calorie-dense food they could, burning 5,000, 6,000 calories a day. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's a picture of oh, the guy God, before I, and I after he this. did it. And he goes from looking like like someone's like cool science teacher to looking like a ghoul from Fallout. It's crazy. Like, okay, I uh, to put this in perspective, I, I wasn't kidding about like the whole disordered eating thing. Like, I was pretty anorexic in high school, right? Um, and so I will fall prey to ev- like, not to every, but like I, somebody was like, Hey, just try 1200 calories a day. You can lose weight that way. And it's like, don't do that. Like that's, that's a really bad idea. Right. Um, and I was talking to my friend who is like a hockey player, dude. And he's like, Oh no, you need to like triple or quadruple the amount of calories you're getting. If you're, cause I was working out constantly and riding my bike everywhere. And he's like, yeah, 1200 calories is absolutely not going to, you were going to rip your body apart. And so, like, yeah, you need to eat, like, an insane amount of calories. The idea of, like, oh, we only need 2,000 calories is a byline for a very different time, right? And so when you look at what this guy was eating, not not uh, uh, Morte, but this this other, the science teacher-looking guy, it's it's just, yeah, five to 6,000 calories. And then you, you see what that physically fucking does to your body. Uh, not the eating, but, like, the, the insane walking that he's doing. The guy looks ragged, dude. And he doesn't yeah. look happy either. It should be noted, you know, whenever I, I love seeing that, you know, I mean, I don't love it, but, you know, you'll see people posting like before and after pictures of them. And every once in a while, you'll see like when they were at one weight and then they lost a whole bunch of weight and now they're just not smiling anymore. And it's like, yeah, because you've restricted your diet so severely that of course you're not fucking smiling, you know? Yeah, that, that's always really depressing. And, you know, and there's some more of the goons talking about that in depth about how, you know, your body shuts down like that when you're eating. And here is just I put a little bit in here of, of the of all the people from Facebook cheering him on. Like this guy had a supportive, arguably even like enabling audience where people mm-hmm. are just 
you know, all these people are like, you could do it, buddy. Um, you know, giving him advice, telling him like, eat a banana or whatever. And it is very much just like the, the kind of like shouting suggestions at the guy in the well type stage. Of this <laughs> all these people are like, yeah, your problem is you should eat more peanut butter. <laughs> oh yeah. There's an onion article a million years ago about like, uh, this guy's, it was some, somehow they did it. Where it was like a guy's advice to homeless people is like, well, I would go home and I would just make myself a big old sandwich, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, this is a hair above telling him to be sure to drink water, which to be fair, that's also something he needed to be reminded of. This, this man needed thick Gatorade. Yes. <laughs> if, if his Gatorade was thicker, this never would have happened. Never would have happened. So here is his uh, progress so far. He has gone 22.4 miles, which, according to Google Maps, should be an eight-hour hike. And this has taken him three days. It's Yeah, over three days. My God. I mean, but fuck it. I don't, I don't know the to- topography of this trip, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, tw- 23 miles in three days. Here we okay. have another journal entry. 5.18.15. Today was an up hill climb all day started off with the Bolinas Ridge Trail followed by the coastal trail over rolling hills and blinding fog there wasn't much to see with all the fog which made it feel like I would it would never end temperature was in the 40s eventually I was below the fog and reached Tantoil something ranger station I plan to take a rest day here tomorrow and yet again remove more weight from my pack total miles today 10.5 so that does mean that he is doing like he did ten and then yeah. he did fifteen. So I guess you know hiking fifteen miles in a day isn't terrible. Well, no, because his total at this point is tw- is twenty three miles. So I think he's changing it. Like oh, he can't so, even yeah. keep it straight. Yeah, I guess without like a pedometer, it'd be hard to keep track. Okay, the next day, five nineteen fifteen, took a rest day at the Pantol Ranger Station and filled up on food. And I found an outlet to charge my phone. Campers stared at me, probably wondering why some guy was wrapped up in a blanket atop a hill, staring down at them. The station also has garbage cans, making it easier to lighten my pack even more. Also has clean water to refill my pack. The wind doesn't stop blowing here and the elevation of 1,600 feet. Can't wait to hit the trail tomorrow and hopefully reach the Golden Gate Bridge. Total miles today, zero. It is very much like reading a ciphered Zodiac killer codex. You know what I mean? Yeah, his his very like compact terse handwriting is like something like a seven notebook. Yes, and also that thing he talked about about being on the hill looking up. Someone like was very take with that image, and they painted this very funny <laughs> picture of him. Uh, just wrapped up on a hill looking down at this like very anxious looking cartoon family with the word awareness written over him. And of course, yeah, the, yeah, everybody has like the, uh, the almost like the Katamari Damasi nose, which is darker than the rest of their features. Very yeah, worried like, family. And there is this broken cart off in the corner. Yeah, the, the cart off the side is a very good detail. Again, check out the dock. There's a good visual element to this. And here we go. So this is his big sort of uh, announcement post. So okay. this is a long one, but I figure you should read it. Okay. Please read. Well, today is possibly one of the most disappointing days of my life. I woke up at 7 a.m. ready to hit the trail and make an eight-mile trek to the Golden Gate Bridge. I walked down to the bathroom to freshen up and felt off balance and figured I had a bad night's sleep or something. 
and the next thing I know, my entire left side of my body went limp, and I fainted on the steps. Some hikers nearby saw me and said I looked awful, and helped me get an Uber ride back to my aunt's. For the first time in four days, I was able to look at my body, and it isn't good. My hips are literally black and blue, and I'm constantly lightheaded. I have other issues that aren't PG as well. That guy has diarrhea. Then, to top my day off, I went to get some food in my stomach, and my car overheated and poked? Coolest? And smoke... Uh, maybe like coolant. Yeah, I think he's gonna get popped coolant, but he just popped coolant, popped coolest, and smoke all over the place. I'm so disappointed in myself and the fact that I let everyone down. I know people were counting on me and backed me with donations and support. After having time to think about it, once I lost my cart, my mission was kind of lost. No longer would people stop and take interest in me. Because, yeah, that is true. Without the cart, like, what is all this? He doesn't have to have anything to advertise what he's doing. Yeah, he's just a guy. I was just another hiker. Maybe it's best to take a more direct action to helping people. I don't plan to stop in hiking or in my goal of raising awareness or money for mental health. What the last five days has taught me is invaluable. I'm going to start treating my body right, and I really want to take the time off every year to do section hikes. I really wanted this badly enough to quit my job, and I left everything behind. I own the clothes on my back, some camping supplies, and a broken car. Words can't describe how I feel right now. I'm going to start my own foundation (laughs) that shows people who struggle the joys of camping and how it can refresh the human spirit. Doesn't feel like that's what's happening to you right now. Anyone who has donated to my trip, please private message me so I can send you your money back. Alternatively, I can send it to Hike for Mental Health uh, if you want me to use it to start my own foundation, which I'll be writing up a business plan once I get to Florida. Also, if you purchase shirts, I'll gladly refund your money if you wish. Please private message me on all matters above. Do not leave negative comments. I've had emotional and exhausting. Can't really see the rest. I'm sorry for letting you all down. I'm not giving up, though. Well, that ended a lot more faster and painlessly than I thought it would. So if you think about this in the grand scheme of things, the fact that it failed so catastrophically and was so storied, he did raise a lot of awareness for mental health in the grandest scheme. He didn't do what he was thinking he was doing, but I'm definitely more aware of his mental health now. Yeah, and like I feel like if I ever knew someone who said they wanted to do this, like I could send this to him and be like, "This is what happens when people do this. Please don't." Right. And also, I do love how like he's on that grind set where even when he's announcing his failure, he's like, "But I'm starting a new foundation." Starting a foundation. Which is like NGOs are arguably, you know, at least half of them are fucking useless. Um, They're just like, you know, ways of laundering money or whatever. And so, yeah, immediately after failing something that he was absolutely unequipped for, he um, just goes out and he starts a new thing. He has no formal training. We don't know his formal training in anything. I I imagine he was just like an office guy. So maybe he just has like a bachelor degree or whatever. And so like his whole thing of starting a foundation about mental health and about hiking when he has experience in neither of those things it's like the man is completely water soluble and he wants to be a lifeguard you know what i mean like he has no experience in any of this except for his own catastrophic failure if he wanted to start a thing where he would just like show people how catastrophically he failed like a scared straight type of thing and be like take your meds don't be like me that i understand yeah it really is like that that kind of like there is a certain level degree of narcissism of like, well, I have to do this myself. You know, oh, I have yeah. to do it the best, even though I've never done this before. It reminds me of like it, one of my old jobs. I had like a newsletter where they would highlight stuff in the company. One of them was about like a woman who had like done this whole fundraising thing and how she had like started her own, her own foundation to help uh, mothers who are having miscarriages or whatever after she went through one. And she raised a thousand dollars, which 
isn't even enough to pay for like a hospital visit when you're giving birth. It really was this whole like, I'm sure it was very fun and fulfilling to get to raise money and post about a lot and everything. But at the end of the day, like you're not really all you've done is just kind of created like extra red tape out there instead of just giving this to like a, a bigger group that knows what to do with it. Yeah, like it's you don't need a foundation. Just give the fucking money, you know? Like, I sold booty shorts for an abortion access fund, and I didn't need a fucking foundation, dude. I just needed the booty shorts. He realized like he couldn't pull it off. He got in his car and then his car overheated. <laughs> so it's... he's like, well, he's just, he decides he's going to drive along the route that he was going to walk. And immediately, yeah, his engine is overheating. <sighs> so just now it is just like farcical how everything is just going wrong for him. I mean, if only his body could send him that same message. Exactly. If only, if only, if only our bodies had a little check engine light on them. God. Yeah, this update okay. is very funny. He's and he's in Death Valley, which I, you know, appropriately named. Yeah, no, I'll message you later. Dealing with an overheated car in Death Valley right now. Which again, this is another thing of him not taking care of himself because he knew his pump was broken. Like if your coolant pump is broken, you don't go into the hottest place in America because you're not going to have coolant. Oh, he knew. Milk. Jesus Christ, dude! Like, that was his post earlier. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm having problems with my coolant pump. Oh well, I'll just drive across the country anyways." And you know what? This dude probably could get promoted to a job where he makes six figures pretty fucking easily because he's just like a relatively attractive, fit, six foot tall man. You know what I mean? And he's going to his dad's business. He's going to his dad's business. Truly motherfuckers failing upward. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And also it's a BMW. He's driving a used BMW. (laughs) Okay, so his post says electric water pump and now no BMW dealer for miles. Looks like I'm stuck for a few days. The first response is, but please explain why you are driving a car and not walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is him just just summarizing his little thing that happened there. But yeah, like even on Facebook, his supporters are like, wait, what's going on? So yeah, he got yeah. it fixed. Yeah, he got the hose fixed in San Francisco and then it overheated on the drive to Vegas. And so he's just having a bunch of car problems. And one thing to give him credit is around this point, he does announce, like he said earlier, that everyone is getting their money back from fundraiser if they ask for it. They just have to do it. And he, there's a bunch of people in their replies being like, we're not going to take the money back. We support you still. And then like being mad about the fact that someone reported him as a scam, which caused him to like have to go through some stuff on on Facebook. Here is the end of his, this is his last post. This is the last one we have from him. And this one was from the fundraiser. I had to get it from there. So, you know, he says, I've made it to Florida and it only cost me a complete cooling system rebuild, a broken windshield and a power steering failure that still needs to be fixed. He's trying to get another job to supplement his income with the tree cutting business so he can start paying it off. I'm currently working on starting my own organization to raise awareness and money for mental health. 
I'll be donating a portion of the money I make with our stump grinding business to mental health research. And most importantly, he says, I do not plan on giving up on my walk. So he's still planning on doing it. He's still not giving up that dream. He's just putting things on pause right now. And while he's he's reflecting, he's like, I need to possibly purchase some different gear. So he's it basically, he's finally being like, okay, all that stuff people told me, I, he, he's, he's acting like he came around to that on his own after his plan was wrong. This is the same kind of behavior that Kanye does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like unchecked mental illness behaviors that we just... We just let them run rampant, you know? Yeah, and they're in a situation where nobody's willing to call them out on it or force them to get help, or they're insulated. Right. And some insight into his whole thing about starting his own foundation. Anyone who wants me to keep their donation can be assured it will be invested into my foundation, whether that is for creating business cards, a website, or a group on meetup.com. <laughs> as, as you know, it costs at minimum $25,000 to create a group on meetup.com. So. Yeah, like like Vistaprint was around then. It's you can get business cards for cheap, but he at least he was offering that. And he had some more introspection. I feel shitty that someone reported me for fraud, and it really brought me down for a few days, especially with all the troubles with my card. So he's still feeling very very See, sorry for himself. This is where it gets to be like it is kind of grifty, you know. And but I guess the thing that I always expect grifts to be sharper and like a little toothier, you know. And more aggressive, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And when you, when it's stuff like this, it is very funny to hear him just kind of like be down in the dumps about, you know, what's going on with his car and that he's been reported for fraud. And it, it's like you're taking my money and you're not doing the thing that you said you would at least give me a convincing reason. Don't give me this fucking pity party. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole like, presenting your best best self online. Like this isn't your best self. You're just making yourself look like a sad sack here. And he kind of summarizes, you know, this is a lifelong goal of mine, and I'm not going to let some trouble eating stop me from accomplishing this, or at least giving it another go. So that's his takeaway from all this. That's the reason his, why the hike yeah, failed. His takeaway was that he just failed, and he just he just had some trouble eating. Trouble eating. And here's his profile. The last post he ever made on something awful was uh, was in June eighth, and but he never posted about this again. But he stopped posting on something awful after this and he's kind of deleted all the social media stuff related to this like the fundraiser is still up because that site doesn't let you do that but other than that he's kind of vanished from the internet so if this was a grift he did kind of do the rug pull there and just leave but it could also just be maybe he finally learned his lesson from this and was like i need to stop spending so much time online and building you know doing this stuff and from there, the thread, I, I stopped really posting stuff from it because there's a thing with goons is where whenever they have a thread dedicated to making fun of something and they stop getting a fresh supply of new content, eventually they start crossing lines. This is when people yes. started doing stuff like like trying to like trying to convince everyone that he was like a scammer from some from S.A. Mark because they have the same first name. People getting into like or a lot of people bragging about all their accomplishments to make themselves look good. So it didn't start being good. But there is one really, really funny. Uh, this There are some funny dunks I want to get here just to sort of wrap up at the end. And the big one is from a poster, Atomic Thumbs. I follow them on Twitter. They're a really good follow. They're really cool. Uh, you know, they're, they're one of the one of the fellow uh, furry uh -huh. goons out there. And he's also someone who's experienced hiking and photography. And he, he explains, Marte was talking about not being able to read it. He was like, the guy didn't have a topographical map. That's why it looks flat. If you look at a topographical map, you can see he was avoiding the trail that you're supposed to take. 
and was instead going oh, along the God. mountains on the hardest part that he could have possibly done. Like, it's like, like he was like in Skyrim or something. Instead of going on the path, he just tried to walk over one of the mountains. He he did the worst possible choice he could have done there. So Atomic Thumbs, who is an experienced hiker, says, you know what? I'm going to go on a hike and I'm going to see if I can get that cart back. <laughs> so they go out there, and for them, for them, it's a it's a date, it's an overnight thing. They go out, they camp overnight, and come back. And when they get there, the cart is no longer there. So they have theories about like maybe the rangers grabbed it, maybe Morte just didn't know where they were and lost it, maybe uh, maybe they just hit it very well or something. But he couldn't find the cart. Yeah, yeah. The most convincing one here is the last one, which is Morte can't read a fucking map and left the cart somewhere where he just. He just doesn't know where he was. Yeah, and the best part of that is that when is that um, Atomic Thumbs took photos the entire trip, and they showed their own equipment, and they have a they built up that this big bright yellow uh, Pelican briefcase, and they go, and of course the most important item safely concealed in its Pelican case. And when they're posting pictures, they build up this case, and at the end, it's nighttime, and they're on like a picnic table with just like their flashlight, and they go, "This is it, it's go time." And they open up the pelican case, and what is inside? But a motherfucking burrito. <laughs> it's probably still warm. Yeah, exactly. That must be so delicious eating this giant restaurant burrito wrapped in foil that was like kept warm and safe in your pelican case in the middle of the wilderness. And just his, his captions is "Goddamn!" It's just pictures of him eating the burrito. Oh, that looks good. Oh. a great time and another thing someone brought up was a yahoo answers where someone was asking what walking distance is acceptable for a six-year-old and they said that 11 the 11.5 miles in a day was an acceptable walking up for a six-year-old so muerte's <laughs> pace was actually below a six-year-old which granted he had the cart but that's just very funny as a, as a bird two other photoshops wanted to show where one someone did the Oregon trail mock-up you know broken stroller <laughs> a wheel. broken stroller <laughs> Yeah, like weather, warm, health, sad brains, food, raisins in the day. Miles traveled six. This is also was my favorite. This is by Arf Jason, who is a very funny Fiat poster. He does a lot of really good illustrations. They did like a Grecian urn illustration of a man pushing <laughs> a cart up a hill, like, oh like Sisyphus. Oh, that's so fucking funny. That's very it's good. Very that's very good. accurate. It looks um yeah, it, it's very much like uh, you know, Hercules where he's pushing all of his is it, oddly enough, he's pushing his his uh, vases in a shopping cart up a hill with a broken wheel. Yeah, the, the <laughs> so broken wheel because cool, it, it, it's the road with a shopping cart. It's the vase that gets broken. It's this is all great. And yeah, that's it. That is uh, the story of Muerte uh, of Muerte's walk. One of a great something awful story. I know this one was a little long, but this one had a lot of text to read, and I felt like it was worth it because there's just so much good good stuff in this story. Oh man, this dude. We have to leave it where it is. We can't go digging him up. Can't go trying to find out what he's up to. I want a coda for this. I want to know if he's ever come around and has gone like, yeah, you know, that was a bit of a silly thing that I did. Or if he is just committed to the fucking bit and has just lived his whole life. And just thinking like, yeah, you know, the only thing that set me back, the only thing that I did wrong was that I didn't bring enough gorp and that the wheel on my cart wasn't strong enough. And Muerte, you know, if you're out there, you wouldn't be the first person to approach me in confidence to provide a code on existing something awful thing. Again, Muerte or anybody who knows this person, if you are out there and you're listening to this, I've done really stupid stuff. Like, I don't like to talk about this, but like the cover of my first comedy album, which doesn't exist, don't go looking for it. I had my buddy Aaron take an X-Acto knife and carve the last two words of my suicide note into my chest. 
Like I have done crazy things when I was in a like an emotionally trying place, right? We're not mad at you. We just want to talk. <laughs> yeah, and also so, this was 2015. Like like Winslow said, this was Obama's America. We've all changed a lot since then. Yeah. We, we've all been in our 20s and done dumb things. It's Oh, man. Yeah, but that art of him with the cart is so fucking funny. It really is. That's why I put it. Yeah, that was the perfect note to end it on. Oh, this is fabulous. Well, again, read the doc. It's worth it. Read the doc. And we'll, we'll be posting about this um, on all of the accounts. Um, and as always, if you uh, want to give us a follow, I personally, I'm at uh, at Winslow Domain. I run a whole bunch of other things uh, from that. We You can talk to us. Uh, talk to us through our main thing, but you can also message us through IFTI pod on Twitter, or we have IFTI pod at gmail.com. Um, and Jay, you, what are yours? And uh, mine is like I mentioned, the video of, of Muerte doing disc golf is on the YouTube channel for, for I'm from the internet. And in terms of personal projects, I just put out a new episode of my personal podcast. I do. It's a, it's a called the gray muzzle archives. It's about furry history where I interview elder members of the furry fandom. The newest episode is really interesting because I interview um, Roxy cat, who is a figure in the fandom where she started uh, t- transitioning in her late forties and getting that perspective of someone who in a big part of why she finally made the push is because she's into VR and being virtual reality and getting to look down and see a female body who gave her gender euphoria for the, in a way that she never felt before. It's really interesting glimpses into the lives of people that you probably wouldn't have learned about otherwise, even if you're not a furry. I think if you have any interest in LGBTQ history or just what it was like to be a geek in the times like before the internet it's it's an interesting listen. I think you'd enjoy it. That's great. Um, I also run the at Mayor Silent Twitter, which I I'm the mayor of Silent Hill, um, and I'm making a card game. And I you know you can also find all the things that I make on my website. That's all just WinslowDomain.com. And uh, yeah, if you have any ideas or if you have any suggestions for threads, feel free to reach out to us any way that you can, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. Okay. Yeah, really appreciate the reception from the first episode. Really happy that our fans are so cool and everything. And again, don't forget to check out Winslow's stand-up thing. It's very funny. I, la- I laughed out loud several times watching it. Uh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's all on my link tree. So anywhere that you go on uh, any of my my personal social media stuff, you're going to find my link tree. I'm from the internet was created by Jay Brandstetter and Winslow Domain. You can contact us at iftipod at gmail.com or at iftipod on Twitter. Intro and outro music by Steve Isbrook. Audio engineering and editing by Killhamster. I did get rid of a lot of my dead animals in jars this past uh, week. Uh, I had to, I have a whole altar back there of all my fucking morbid stuff, and some of it's just like too sad to keep. 
but I got rid of most of it. I think all I have left now are some hearts and some jars, and then like, I think I have a puppy in a jar that I never wanted. I just ended up with that. I'm just trying to find someone in Chicago that wants a puppy in a jar. So 